Do you enjoy our podcasts? Help us to be able to continue creating quality content by visiting our merch store at store.another12.org. You'll find some great merch there, and the best part about it is that a portion of every purchase goes to support the work that we do. Welcome to Drippings from the Honeycomb, the official podcast of Another 12 Ministries. We are so glad that you have decided to join us as we enjoy the sweetness of God's Word one verse at a time. How do you know when to cry wolf? Matthew chapter 7 verse 15 says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Throughout his teaching and ministry, Jesus often gave warnings. And we know that when Jesus said something, it was really important. And so if he gives a warning about false prophets, it's important that we as the modern day church listen to what he's saying. The question is, what is he saying? When most people think about the word prophet, what they're thinking about is someone who predicts the future. When we read the stories about the great prophets of Israel, we often read about them predicting something that was going to happen in the future. Most of the time, it was bad news. Somebody was going to invade Israel. Some plague was going to fall upon Israel. God was upset with Israel in some way. And so it's not hard to see how that word prophet really kind of conjures up images of this doomsday person crying out a message of bad news to the people of Israel. Because oftentimes, the prophets didn't have very good news to share. Now, there are other times where godly kings consulted prophets, and the prophets would give good news, such as, God will give you a victory, or God is with you, go forward in this decision that you're about to make. But by and large, throughout the pages of Scripture, the prophets give very gloomy news to the people of Israel. But the truth is that being a prophet of God was so much more than just predicting the future. Being a prophet of God was actually being a spiritual leader to the people of Israel. In reality, the true job of a prophet was to be the mouthpiece of God to the people of Israel. This person was to bring news, was to bring preaching, often was to call out the sin of Israel. And then when Israel didn't repent, or as a warning, if Israel would fail to repent, this prophet would call out some destruction that God had told him was going to come on the nation of Israel. But the reality of a prophet was that his ministry was a teaching ministry. And nowhere is this more seen than John the Baptist. His ministry was a teaching and a preaching ministry. He brought a message of repentance. John didn't do any mighty works. He didn't predict any coming battles that were going to fall on Israel. What he did was that he foretold the coming of the Messiah through preaching a message of repentance to the people and to the religious leaders who didn't repent. He cried out a warning of God's judgment against them. And at the end of his ministry, Jesus actually proclaimed John to be the greatest prophet of the Old Covenant. So John was a prophet, and yet he didn't do any of the things that we see the Old Testament prophets do in terms of forecasting doom or doing incredible miracles like we think about of the prophets in the Old Testament. What he did was he preached, he taught, he called upon Israel to repent, and he called out judgment against those who were sinful and unrepentant in their hearts. 
This was the true purpose of every prophet of Israel. Everything else they did was in addition to their true ministry, which was teaching the children of Israel, calling out their sin, being a spiritual leader, and calling them to repentance. So by taking this definition and understanding what a prophet is in the context of Jesus' words here, we can understand that in our modern context, the prophet ministry that Jesus is speaking of when he talks about being aware of false prophets actually fits the description of our modern-day pastor position. Those who shepherd us as Christians in our daily lives, those who lead the congregations of the churches locally, these are the people who are fulfilling a prophet-like ministry. They may never foretell the future. They may never call down fire from heaven to burn up a burnt offering, but they are charged by God and filled with the Holy Spirit for the purpose of preaching and teaching God's word and calling out sin in their congregation and guiding and shepherding those that God has put under their care into a deeper walk with Jesus Christ. And that is exactly the position that Jesus is talking about here when he gives this warning against false prophets. Now, scripture has a bit to say on the topic of false prophets. First of all, Jesus' warning here in Matthew indicates that false prophets will come into the church. It's not a, we hope they won't. It's when they do. So false prophets are a reality. They will show up, they will teach false things, and believers must be on a constant lookout for these wolves in sheep's clothing because they come to destroy the body of the church. They're coming to do harm to God's kingdom. Now, false prophets are allowed by God through his sovereignty to test his people. This doesn't mean that God actually gives these false prophets lying words. In fact, we know from the scriptures that God says, I didn't send these prophets. I didn't give them the words that they're speaking. So don't listen to them. Ignore what they're saying. Shun what they're saying. But in Deuteronomy, God actually says that sometimes things that false prophets prophesy will come to pass and this will be allowed by God to test the resolve and the faith of his people. We also know that false prophets will be harshly judged by God. And we see that in Jeremiah 14, that God is going to bring a heavy judgment on people who prophesy falsely. And the scripture tells us in Jeremiah 23 that there's a distinct identifying factor about false prophets. They preach a message that pleases those who despise God's word. The words of a false prophet, the message of a false prophet, are meant to appease people who find God's word to be irritating, who find God's word to be offensive, who find God's word to be inconvenient. The false prophet's message soothes those people because it's not from God's word. And false prophets cover up the evil actions of corrupt leadership. In Ezekiel 22, the scriptures actually talk about evil leaders having their actions whitewashed by false prophecies from false prophets. And this might be a little bit more of a difficult one to identify, but false prophets will try to cover up evil activities. And that's something we should be looking at as a marker of a false prophet. False prophets do not call out the sin of the church. And this we find in Micah 3, where there's a distinction made between the false prophets who preach a message of everything's going to be okay, don't worry about it. And in contrast, the true prophet of God is anointed with the spirit of God 
to preach a message of repentance and call out the sin of God's people. So we know that false prophets will not call out the sin of God's people. And this theme carries on through Matthew into the epistles of the New Testament. In 2 Peter, it talks about false prophets teach heresy and deny the salvation that is found through Jesus Christ. They create other pathways to get to salvation. They don't see Jesus as the only hope of salvation. They teach false approaches to God. And finally, in 1 John 4, false prophets do not affirm the divinity of Jesus Christ. And this is a huge one. False prophets are going to point away from Christ's divinity. False prophets are going to undercut the position that Jesus truly holds as the Son of God, fully God, fully man, divine in every way, human in every way. And false prophets undercut that position. Now, when you have a warning in Scripture about something, it tells us that there's two things that we must do. First, we must learn how to identify the thing that is being warned against. And that's what we just talked about, how to identify what a false prophet looks like. Next, we must learn what it is that we need. What tools do we need? What knowledge do we need? What understanding do we need to accurately be able to identify the object of the warning and cry out a warning to the people of God? And that's why the opening question of this podcast was, how do you know when to cry wolf? Because if believers need to be aware and beware of false prophets, then how do we know how to identify these false prophets and how do we know how to stand up against them and cry out the warning? If we don't know how to accurately identify false prophets, we will not be able to cry out a warning to our brothers and sisters in Christ in the churches that we fellowship in. And if we are followers of Jesus Christ, false prophets are enemies of the body. They are enemies of the kingdom. They come to seek and destroy. And so we have to be vigilant in knowing when to cry wolf. So practically speaking, what steps do we as believers need to take in order to know when to cry wolf because we've identified a false prophet? Well, first of all, we have to study the scriptures diligently. We need to know what the scriptures actually say so that we can identify any teaching that is not in line with the scriptures. In other words, we have to be able to spot counterfeits. We have to know what the word says so we know when someone says something that it doesn't say. Second, we need to know and understand the attributes of our God. There are true attributes that are part of God's nature. And when we understand them, we have a better understanding of who God is, and we will be able to better identify when someone is teaching a teaching that violates one of God's attributes. Because God's attributes are unchangeable. They are true attributes about him. As much as I cannot change my eye color or my height, so God cannot change his mercy, his grace, or his holiness. It is a true attribute about him. It is true of his nature and of his character. It cannot be anything but true of his nature and his character. And so as we understand and know the attributes of God, anytime we come across teaching that violates one of those attributes, we will know that that is a false teaching. We must also continually check everything that we hear against the word of God, even this podcast. You should go and look at the scriptures behind this episode to know for yourself that what I have said actually comes from the scriptures. 
because every human is fallible. And so we need to go to the source of infallible knowledge and wisdom, which is the scriptures for everything we hear. Every teaching we hear, every sermon we hear, every book that we read, we need to go to the word to ensure that it is true. And that doesn't mean we have to be skeptical of everything. What it means is that we are diligent in our study of the word to ensure that we are filling our heart with the truth of God's word and learning who God is. We have to be extremely aware of any teaching that minimizes scripture. Scripture is the word of God and John teaches us in his gospel that the word of God is a living word who is Jesus Christ. So any teaching that minimizes the word is something we must be incredibly aware of and we must reject that teaching. We must be aware of any teaching that centers on self or humanity. The focus of all of our worship, of all of our praise, of all of our teaching about God and who he is must center on him and not on us or on humans. We are to give glory to God. God is the author of all humanity, all creation, all salvation. He is the author of life itself. And so anything that takes away from God and puts the focus on self or humanity We must be aware of that teaching. We must be aware of any teaching that does not identify or condemn sin. Any teaching that opens the door to sin is something we have to be aware of because that is a false teaching. God calls out sin throughout the pages of scripture. The prophets called out sin throughout their ministry. So we must be aware of anyone who teaches that sin is not something to be condemned. We must be aware of any teaching that contradicts the teachings of Jesus. And in order to know the teachings of Jesus, we have to study the word. So that goes right back to the first point. But if Jesus taught something, any human teaching that contradicts those words is a false teaching from a false prophet. And we must be aware of that. We must be aware of any teaching that promotes comfort and ease over sacrifice and suffering. Two things that Jesus heavily emphasized about his disciples was that they were going to have to sacrifice everything and that they were guaranteed suffering in this life for following Jesus Christ. So any teaching that says that following God will bring us comfort and ease rather than sacrifice and suffering is a false teaching and we must be aware of that false teacher. We must be aware of any teaching that demotes God or elevates man or does both. Anytime a teaching demotes God or promotes man, That teaching is a false teaching from a false prophet, and we must be aware of that teaching. And finally, we must be aware of any teaching that promotes itself as unique, new revelation. Now, please understand me. I am not saying that the Holy Spirit does not speak to Christians. He does. He gives us direction for our lives. He inspires us to see the truth of God's word. He teaches us from the scriptures. But the book of the scriptures is a book that is finished. It is closed. It is sufficient in its current revelation for the believer. And there is no new revelation about Jesus Christ until he returns. That does not mean that we cannot learn more about him. That does not mean that in your own life, God does not reveal himself to you in a new way that you never knew him before, as a good father, as a loving friend, as a patient God, as a merciful savior. He may bring new revelations to you in ways that you didn't understand him before. But the revelation given to the church is finished. And so we as believers must be aware of anyone who claims to have new revelation that has not been revealed to anybody else. It is our job as believers 
Because Jesus warned us to beware of these false prophets. We must be prepared to stand up and take persecution even from those within the family of God at times. To call out false prophets who would seek to harm the body. As true followers of God, we desire nothing more than to see unity and love in the body and single-mindedness of faith in Jesus Christ. And it takes courage to stand against those who have been sent in by Satan to tear this body apart and to try to undo the work of Jesus Christ in the church. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Drippings from the Honeycomb. If you would like to learn more about Another 12 Ministries and the work that we are doing to train youth ministry leaders to bring the gospel to young people, visit another12.org. If you would like to support our ministry, click on the donate link in the description below.